0: It's been a busy week at the newly dubbed Odd Dead Out voice productions, editing, meetings, and lots of forward momentum in business. Of course, that doesn't mean that's all I had going on. It was a week oddly full of medical visits, but not in a bad way. In the news, it seems that everything revolves around death, if maybe only in the slightest way. Uh, plus a couple of jackasses stopping traffic with their public affection and i've got the results of my completely self-serving twitter poll about what you like in the show podcasting. 5 4 3 2 1 Welcome to the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the hardest working podcaster in this particular subdivision of Surprise Arizona, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out, and, wow, that was a mouthful, (laughs) on this show, I share some personal stories and rants and ramblings, I make fun of some news shows, And I typically send you home with a new podcast that I think you need to check out. Woo! That's a lot. (laughs) So there's the thing about when I just kind of BS through the intro like that. That's what you get. I don't write this stuff. (laughs) I just, oh, that'll be funny, I should say that. Five takes later, I got something that (laughs) just... Really dumb. Anyway, thank you for listening. Ah uh, man. Like I said at the top, this week I officially had to come up with a name for my my production company, if you'd call it. Uh my podcast editing voice acting sort of venture that I'm that I've been diving into. I shouldn't say diving, I've been tiptoeing into it. Uh, you know, I've got I've got a demo up in one one particular place for voice work, which is podcast related. I've, I'm doing some work assisting other podcast editors, but it, it's baby steps, and I'm trying to kind of get used to the the routine and the process and the whole the whole thing, because I don't well, I I can't afford to just jump headfirst into this and say, okay, I'm going to quit my job and go full time into this because. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of commitment. And that's a potentially going to shoot myself in the ass. Never mind shooting myself in the foot. This is going to be so much worse. So, yeah. I But I was basically forced to name the company. Because I had to make an invoice. <laughs> and that's basically what it came down to. And I've been thinking about it for a while. I was like, how do I name the company? Because I need a name for the company. And I'd seen so many voice actors and it seemed like the convention of make your website and name your your brand as insert your name here, voice. Uh, Tawny Plattis from the Dirty Bits, great voice actress, great show, totally going to feature later when uh, they're on season break right now. So when season three starts up of Dirty Bits, totally going to be covering that, but that's another thing. Uh, But Tawny is actually also, she does the intro for Nerds with Words. And she, you know, her website, tawnyvoice.com, uh, mikelensvoice.com, lots of, insert your name here, voice.com. And I didn't want to do that because, well, my my company branding is intended to be beyond voice work. I'm not, my my first priority right now, especially... I love podcasting. That's the industry I work in. That's the industry I'm, I'm, I'm delving into and I'm expanding upon with my uh, venture in, in editing and, and voice work even. And so I wanted to have something that was a little more open, not just saying, Hey, I'm a voice. I'm not just a voice. You know, I'm a podcast producer. I'm, I'm, I'm a voice, but I also, you know, edit, like the idea is editing and producing and doing these things. And I needed something that was a little bigger. And so I was, I didn't want to say it's like, ah, uh, dead out productions or Adam Higgins productions because that was almost too, too big. And it was actually something that I heard from a voice actor when he named his company and it was like in his name here, productions. And he was saying, Oh, well, I wish I hadn't named my company that because, well, you say production, what do you produce? Are you a film studio? Are you an animation studio? Are you a music studio? Or what do you produce? There's so, such a wide, you know, umbrella when you just say productions. And that's why I like, uh, Emily from ePodcast Productions. It's right there. She narrows it down right there. E podcast productions because Emily is awesome. And so I really was like, what am I, what do I do? And about I liked that sort of, I wanted productions because I wanted it to represent more than just voice work, more than just podcasting. And I needed something that kind of grabbed that. And so my brain was like, voice productions. I want to say voice production because it's podcast editing. That's voice production, voiceover work and voice acting. That's voice production. You've got to do some sort of work on that. And, and I with limited, uh, I haven't done a lot of it, but I've, I've done more produced bumpers and spots and things for other people that I'm, I'm totally down to do that too. But, and I need to, I need, it's one of those things as I develop the, the company and the, my offerings in my little production bubble here, the things that I want to do and the things I can do and want to do and the thing, and, and pricing. God, shit, try. And how do you price your personal labor? It's really hard to do. So I'm learning all these things, but um, I, I, I was talking to people. I was like, I'm trying to name my company. I'm trying to name the brand. And my wife just said, why aren't you just using Odd Dad Out? Like That's your brand. That's who you are. That's who you've been. I did an entire episode about this like two years ago. I am the Odd Dad Out. That is my personal brand for everything. It's been my personal brand before the name existed, that logo, and in the last three years, that name, that's me. That's, you know, you search Odd Dad Out, you're going to get me. You really aren't going to get much else. Uh, there might be an episode of another podcast or an episode of a TV show or something where that happens to be in there. But just that particular string of words in wordplay, in my case, that's my brand. That's a whole, you know, my thing. And Rihanna was just like, why don't you just use that? And it turned into, okay, why not? And, well, in, in my efforts to make things a little more professional sounding, I shortened it, at least in the sake of, for my invoices. So, officially on my, my invoices and things and do and ads, and as I'm developing and putting everything together, it's ODO voice productions, which is, sounds product, it sounds official. It in no way, much like this show, in no way tells you jack shit about me it doesn't name me and i find that funny that i do that that in two very main, you know two entertainment industries where really you're selling yourself and you are the product my name is nowhere to be found in the branding i used to have my name in the title i used to be like odd data podcast with adam higgins but i cut it out cuz it was weird i was like that's it's like who the hell am i to have my name on the show fuck it but I, I just decided, you know what? Yeah, just cut it off. It sounds weird. It's it's too long. It's unnecessary. You know, it's a little for me. It's a little pretentious. I'm gonna stick my name in there of like, it's like oh, it's it's not to cast shade on Mike Jolitz, but it is for me. Like, it feels like pretentious. Why are you gonna listen to the Adam Higgins show? no. There's tons of people who do that. There's tons of people who successfully say my name is my brand, and Mike Jolitz is absolutely one of them. You think Mike Jolitz? His name is his brand. Even talking to him before, he uh, he kind of regrets having named his show and just stuck his full name in there, because people always call him by his full name. Like in in the podcast industry, it's, it's not oh it's Mike. It's it's Mike Jolitz. Like why? Because that's what you know him as. Just the same as I get a lot of people who just refer to me as the odd dad out. You know, my closer friends like like Emily and and the guys from PRL and 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 Chris the Mole Man and and Mike Jolitz and and Gareth uh, from Gareth's Random Ramblings. They call me by my name, but very very frequently, people just know me as the odd dad out. And whereas Mike Jolitz, his brand is his name, and his face, even in his artwork, even though it's an animated, um, Mike Jolitz, his brand, his name is his brand. In my case, this name that I've created is, and the the logo that I drew forever ago, that's my brand. That's where I've at and it's and it's extended into basically everything I do is in black and white why cuz i drew a black and white drawing <laughs> and it's just it works and so the thing all these little branding things and things that have kind of flowed together and it's turned into this weird thing where i felt it and it felt necessary for me you know i didn't want to separate this show and this brand from what i do because in this show my my personality and for for to a certain degree my voice work ability my voice acting ability shows through in that i can read i believe it or not i actually read the intro now not the the whole spiel you know welcome to and all that stuff now I, I pull that out of my ass but the pre-roll bit you know the, the cold open as they would say that i actually read that now can't necessarily tell again, five or six takes later, but that's more of I didn't like the way it was, but I'm actually reading it, and it's you know i'm'm I'm, I'm a decent reader at that sort of thing. years of hanging out in radio stations. what can I say it's in it's in my jeans, okay, nothing's in my jeans. I'm wearing pajama pants right now, whatever <laughs> I don't show days I'm not leaving the house. I, I stay in my pajamas until I have to get ready for work. There's no point in changing twice. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, you know what? That's right. That's that's who I am. That's my brand. Now I've got to come up with a logo. And because I'm stubborn as hell, I'm trying to incorporate that original Odd Data artwork into it, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to do. I'm having a hard time with it. It's a it's a voice work production company and it's much harder to swing, so I don't know. Maybe I'll just stick it in there somewhere. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I had to do bill somebody for work I did, and so I had to it's like make an invoice, which is weird. And I had to go and spend the time and set up like PayPal invoicing and and I've got my my you know basically my account for for billing and all these little things and. And I have to give like super mad props and so much, so many thanks to Emily from the Story Behind an E Podcast Productions. She has been helping me out so much with all this. With hey, and I asked her how do you price things? You know, how is it that you do this thing and you, and how's this thing? She actually sent me a first off. She set me up with there, there's a podcast production company they do voice work they you know voice over intro outro stuff like that they do those things and they were they needed talent so she actually set me up with them so I have a, a demo for voiceover for like intros and things like that On podcastfasttracks.com. podcast fast tracks I don't remember if there's an s sorry but I've I've got one over there. If you want me to do... If you want to hire them or you want to hire me, whatever, well, we can talk. Anyway, but they do intro, outro, things like that. I do that myself. But so I've got a demo over there with them. And I've kind of been throwing out, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Because again, podcaster brain and infinite uh, imposter syndrome... I don't know how good it is. I don't know how good I sound when I'm recording something. And it's not even like a lack of confidence thing. It's a, I know how it sounds to me, but how do you think it sounds? Do you think this is okay? My Next to me, my wife is my harshest critic. Absolutely. My wife will straight up tell me the show sucked today. And so I sent it to her. She said she liked it. I sent it to Emily. She said she liked it. So I'm, I'm so, and she's like, you can't even tell you're reading. Thank you. It's a, a, it's a fortunate talent I have, but it was funny because I'm, I'm just like, I'm in my, I'm completely in my head about all these things. But again, back to Emily on all of these, she set me up with all these things. She also just emailed me a, like, she has an Excel spreadsheet or not spreadsheet, but like a whole like database with, you know, multiple things for how she organizes her payments, and her her expenses, and her taxable things, and all the all of this stuff. She actually sent that to me, it's like and it, and it calculates taxes, and does all this, like, oh, God, thank you. I was going to have to make this myself. <laughs> I was going to do that. I was going to make an Excel database, or spreadsheet, or whatever. I was going to make that so that I had all that, so that I could do all these numbers, and calculate, and all of the things and keep records. And it was cool because she made it, she had it, she sent it to me. So I have something that I can work from and I can maybe twist and adjust and tweak and whatever I need to do. But it was so awesome of her to do that. <laughs> I was like, and, and I've, what's cool is I've had more chats with her lately, especially because we're, we're doing business together. Uh, I do basically I have a regular recurring Job that I do for her, and which is really awesome, a bit time consuming, but it's also something where I'm helping her, and by me helping her, it's helping me and it's helping me in my growing my business. And again, she helped me with the voiceover uh, aspect of it too. And all of this is helping to fund my, you know, the establishment and getting my voiceover booth and studio and other equipment and things I need to develop that whole, you know, growing career path and all those things. And so she's being just so, and I guess, and I said before, when I talked about the the things as things are growing, but I also had a kind of a phone meeting with John from uh audio editing solutions. And he hosts brand X podcast and he's the producer for she podcasts and a bunch of other shows. And he's a pretty big guy when, at least to me, he's, he's one of those like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to John Buchanis. And, and he's, he's such a nice guy. And it's funny when you listen to him in the different shows also, and also he's, you know, he co-hosts hate to wait with Emily. And it's so funny hearing him on the different shows, hearing him on brand X versus hearing him on hate to wait versus hearing him on she podcast. And and talking to him on the phone. He's a great big teddy bear of a guy. He's also a foul mouthed, you know, guy from Jersey with particularly strong opinions about things. What can you say? But you know, I may be doing some work for him, which would be great. I'm I'm nervous as hell, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like John's clientele, I know who John works with. I know shows I know of shows that John does. And so it makes me nervous. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I don't want to let him down. Not that I want to let Emily down, but it's like, shit. And I guess, you know, for me, it's like, well, okay, now I'm, I'm playing with the big boys a little bit. You know, I'm playing catch with the big boys. I'm not in the game. I'm playing catch with the big boys. <laughs> but it, it, but it's, it's, it's growing. and And so, you know, I've got to build... You know, I've got to build logos, I've got to build a, I've got to get a website. I've got to do all these other things to build this company up and create sort of a menu, I guess, and, and offerings and all the things. And th- and that just takes so much time along with the work itself. You know, I'm doing I'm still doing the editing work during the day while I'm working at night. Fun. The goal being not having to work at night, but you know, that's 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 a future thing. That's that's down the line. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But, like I said, that's not even everything I've had to deal with this week. I shouldn't say deal with it. wasn't like it was a bad thing. You know, I mentioned before, I think I remember, uh, you know, took the boys to the dentist. Damien needs a bunch of fillings. So I had to take him to go get a bunch of fillings. And, of course, this was an, like, 8 in the morning appointment. <laughs> it was one of those... Hey, like my wife goes to schedule the appointment, and she's like, Hey, it's tomorrow morning, and I was just like, I'm taking 8.15, I don't know. It's like, okay, it's like 8-something in the morning. So I get the boys, of course, I have to take all the boys, load up everybody to go get his fillings done, and do all that stuff. I think I talked about this last week with the whole Coco bit. But, yeah, it was like, you know, he's... Like me, he just laughed through <laughs> the the whole procedure. You know, they went and did four fillings on a six-year-old. And instead of any sort of pain, he just laughed through the whole thing. <laughs> and he was really mad when we got home that he couldn't eat lunch because it was lunchtime. time. like, oh, well, sorry. Swelling hasn't gone down. Your face is still fluffy. It's like, you can eat after nap time. <laughs> But, you know, and it's funny because in that respect, he's very much like me. You know, I've had, you know, dental problems my whole life. I've had a ton of teeth pulled and things like that. Don't feel a damn thing. You know, when I was a kid, when I was his age, I would sleep through the dentist chair. But I had a bunch of, I actually had some doctor visits this week myself, which I don't normally go to the doctor. I'm not going to lie. Other than back in November when I was really sick, and I had to go to the doctor like several times over the course of a month for different medications. And this isn't working, and I'm still coughing, and this is still happening, and all of that craziness. It's like, there's a pain in my side. Now there's a pain in my other side, too. I can't breathe. All of that mess that happened back in November. I, I don't normally go to the doctor. <laughs> You'd think, after all of that, that I would make more regular checkups and do all... No, no. I still... I, I don't. I don't go. But... One thing that changed, kind of, is that we have vision insurance now. Like, my wife's supposed to wear glasses. She only wears them for work. I wear glasses. Bug wears glasses. And that's a big part of why we got the vision insurance now is because Bug needs, like, vision correction. He has to go to a specialist. So he has to go. We need medical insurance. Mostly it covers glasses. (laughs) Glasses are expensive. Except now we found a place where we can get cheap-ass glasses. And I think the last time we got glasses for Bug, we had to get two pairs because he's four and he's going to break them. You know, two pairs of glasses with express shipping and it was like 40 bucks. It was ridiculous. And so the other day we went ahead and made use of our medic- of our, our vision insurance and I went and got my eyes checked. I haven't had my eyes checked in about four years, three or four years. And, went and, and they were like, yeah, pretty much you're pretty much the same. You're hasn't really changed much in all. Like you like, probably any vision loss you have is because your glasses are really scratched up. <laughs> like, yeah, I've had them for a while. They're cheap plastic lenses, but it turned into this whole fight with my wife when we were picking out glasses, because for the longest time, even up until, you know, through my marriage, most of my marriage, I wore really thin style wireframe glasses. And in the last time I got glasses, we were broke, we had no insurance, and so I had to get the you know big, thick, black, plastic frames. And then it turned into a fight between... I wouldn't say a fight, but it turned into a, a, a battle between my wife and I about... No, I want wire frames, like, but I like these better. It's like, I know, but I like my wire frames. I had them for, for the longest time. And then it turned into her taking pictures of me in... Different styles, and then sending to everybody asking, "Well, what do you think?" and getting all these other opinions. And basically, everybody sided with her. I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> I can't argue with that." So I ended up having to order. Right? I have to order. I could have ordered the wire frames that I wanted, but I feel like it, you know she'd have gotten mad, and everybody would have been like, meh, meh, meh. "So I didn't." But <laughs> we also had to get new glasses for Bug. And so, of course, again, four year old, we're getting two pairs, so two pairs of glasses for Bug. I got a pair of glasses and I got a pair of sunglasses because, you know, it's nice to have sunglasses when you live on the surface of the sun. But what was really funny is four pairs of glasses with, I think we did like the premium shipping. We didn't do the Super Express shipping. That's like two days because we didn't need them that fast. I can see, Bug can see. We're fine. But with the kind of rush shipping fifty bucks. Four pairs of glasses, including one of them being prescription sunglasses. With rush shipping fifty bucks. I'm like ah, oh, I used to pay more than that per lens. Uh that's almost what my eye exam costs really. And that's more than what my eye exams used to cost without insurance. It was like my eye exams used to be like 80, 90 bucks. Now it was like 10. And then I paid for the extra thingy. But that's a whole other thing. Like eye scan thing, checking for eye health, all that stuff. Anyway, all of that. <laughs> but yeah, it was like 50 bucks for four pairs of glasses and rush shipping. And damn, man, where was this like forever? <laughs> I've paid so much for glasses for so long. Bug's first pair of glasses cost three hundred dollars my the the glasses I'm currently wearing cost me about hundred and fifty bucks. yeah, screw that never again. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna be paying twenty bucks for glasses forever, but that wasn't the end of my medical journey no. <laughs> Now, I don't remember, I've mentioned in the past, I know, that way back in the day, when I was like 19, 20, somewhere around there, I had tried to get into the army, and in the course of that, I discovered that, A, I've got extra bones in my knees that are kind of funny, but they're like, oh, whatever, my right leg is a half inch longer than my left leg, which gives me scoliosis, mild scoliosis, technically. And it's a bunch of, you know, and at the time I was eh, 15, 20 pounds underweight. I was basically, I would have had to have bulked up by about 10 pounds to get a waiver for my weight for them to bulk me up the rest of the way. (laughs) And, you know, I've kind of always lived under this mild fear that I'm not in the greatest health. Again, not going to the doctor to find out. Because I'm like, okay, my legs are all wonky, I've got funny bones, I've got scoliosis. I know that from a, like a, a lung perspective, I do have compromised lungs on account of the, the bronchitis issues and things like that in the past. And, you know, my diet isn't the greatest. <laughs> and again, I was underweight for so long. And there was actually a point several years ago where I actually had a kidney stone and had to pass a kidney stone, and in the past of that whole thing, they're like, um, do you know you've only got one kidney? And I'm pretty sure I've told this story before. So, through the course of that whole adventure with the kidney stone bit, I find out I've got one extra large kidney, I've got an enlarged gallbladder, this is nothing necessarily wrong with it, but it's large, and my liver is small for my size. And I'm just like, what? So all of my organs, like, you know, I've got a, a giant, a, above average size head. This is another fun thing, genetic fun thing. I have a very large head for my body. Uh, clinically speaking, I have a large head for my body. Doctors even measured it. The boys all do, too. That's why I know this, because they measured me for comparison to make sure it wasn't like really birth defect or anything. But anyway... I've got a bobblehead. I've got, you know, mismatched legs on tiny feet. <laughs> so my back is all jacked up. And then my organs are all, you know, some of them missing. They're all different sizes. Nothing matches up right. You know, just to add insult to injury, I have two moles on the side of my neck that my mom used to say were like neck bolts we totally dressed me up as a frankenstein monster several times for halloween just because of that fact and so it's like the running gag at work it was like dude you're just like a frankenstein like, yeah pretty much <laughs> you know mm-hmm. taking more selfies lately especially doing like for my stepping back to the glasses thing the website where we get the glasses they do a hate hey, sent you know upload a selfie and we can you like a virtual try a uh, trial of the glasses and you can see what they look like on you. Shit like that. I realized I have a funny shaped head on top of it being large. I have a funny shaped head anyway. <laughs> so all this and, I'm, I, and then my diet and all these things. And I'm just thinking, I'm afraid to know what my health is like. Well, for my wife's insurance for her work, I needed to get one of those kind of biometric screening things. I basically do, you know, basic, health screening sort of stuff. You know, height, weight, you know, do your BMI, you know, uh, was it waist size? Uh, what else did they do? Uh, and then they do the blood test and you check your cholesterol, uh, blood pressure, all that stuff. You know, blood pressure, uh, glucose, cholesterol, uh, triglycerides, whatever the hell those are. And so they do all this stuff and basically as... as they're going through the all the checking, you know, checking my waist, checking, doing all the different things. Every test it's like, oh perfect. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a hair under six foot. I'm just over hundred and fifty pounds, which now for the first time in my life, and I guess I mentioned it on the show back the first time I realized I weighed this much, but for the first time officially in my life I'm normal. I'm no longer classified as underweight, which is weird. So I'm of I'm in a, the normal bracket for my my height to weight, my BMI. I have a 30-inch waist. Or no, I think she got me 32. I have a 32-inch waist, which is about 4 inches more than it was 30 pounds ago, but normal. Dead perfect exactly where it should be. So under 40 inches is where, you know, for a person six foot tall, I should be under 40 inches. I'm like, all right. So my waist is normal. My height, my BMI, my height to weight ratio is normal. Good. And my body fat is still really low comparatively, but, um, and then she goes through the blood work and I'm like, Oh crap. She's going to end up telling me I'm diabetic or some shit, (laughs) you know, and then they ask all the questions like, do you smoke? Do you use any nicotine products? Uh, do you drink regularly? Do you, you know, it's like, nope. It's like, don't drink regularly. Very rarely drink. Don't smoke. Don't do drugs. Don't do this. It's like, it's like all right, check, check. You know, all these check marks. And When the blood comes back and it's like, it's like, oh, you're good cholesterol. It's great. Perfect. It's like bad cholesterol. Perfect. You know, triglycerides right where they need to be. And I'm just thinking, really? <laughs> all I can think of is, Wait are you telling me I'm in good health uh you know comes back with and the one that I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this right you know, even with the my blood pressure being good, I was surprised that because every time I've checked it myself, it's come back with like hypertension or pre-hypertension or something like that, and you come you know all that was great, perfect and I'm like all right i'm I'm passing this this health screening with flying colors, but I knew there was a glucose test. You know they test your blood sugar. Now, my mom is is diabetic, believe or pre diabetic. My grandmother was diabetic, and it, it just kind of runs in the family. And my personal diet, I, I consume much more sugar, much more carbs, than I should. But I also know my body seems to defy medical science because of the sheer fact that. I live on sugar, carbs, and fat. You know, I I eat very high fatty, high carbs, lots of bread, lots of pasta, lots of sugary drinks and things like that, lots of caffeine, which actually isn't bad for you, but all these things that they say are bad for you. That's my jet fuel. That's what I run on. But, you know, she said, you're asking how old were you fasting? When was the last time you ate? i was like, I just scarfed a bunch of pizza less than an hour ago, And I was drinking a Dr. Pepper when I walked in the door. I knew my my glucose had to be through the roof. At least had to show that it was high because I ate or something. But I was expecting it to say I was diabetic. And I've always said I probably should be diabetic for my diet. Nope. Matter of fact, my, my glucose numbers were good for if I hadn't eaten in hours. My glucose level was so good... It didn't even look like I had just scarfed all that pizza and and garlic bread and chugged a soda. Couldn't tell. Like, are you fucking kidding me? For all intents and purposes, on paper, at least this piece of paper that they that this they had to do for the insurance and all this stuff, I am in perfect health. My body is a mishmash of pieces and parts that don't seem to match together, but they all work in such a way that I am technically on paper for our insurance company in perfect health. How the hell did that happen? (laughs) I have no clue. I'm completely dumbfounded by it. And when my wife asked me, how did it go? I was like, you don't want to know with a big, you know, silly face. She's like, what's that supposed to mean? He's like, apparently I'm in perfect health. I legit, my brother and I legit have feared for years going to the doctor. We're terrible about going to the doctor for checkups and screenings and all that stuff because we've not gone for so long and we've known that our lifestyle was never the healthiest, but we were always afraid. I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell me I have cancer or they're going to tell me I'm diabetic. They're going to tell me I've got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. You know, I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to have to start my bucket list today. You know, that was always the fear even though basically the men in our life and our, in our life in our, my dad's side of the family all seem to kick in the low to mid eighties. It's basically, and I, you know, an uncle of mine died at 82 and my mom pointed that out and we just realized they all have died around the same time. My brother and I basically have a, you know, a kill date on our heads and it was like, uh, thanks a lot. That just kind of, Suck the life out of this crap, but it was it was crazy to think we, we were always afraid of that though. We're like, I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell me just something awful. You know, we never went to the doctor, getting a checkup or anything, with confidence. It was always a fear that they're going to tell us something terrible, and that's kind of how I went into it. I'm like, you're going to tell me that I'm, I'm diabetic. You've got to tell me I'm diabetic. i like, nope, you're great internally. All of my parts and pieces, however mish- mismatched as they may be, all work great. It surprised the hell out of me. Which I mean, it, it's, it's a good surprise to have. Shit, it's the best surprise I could have imagined. But I was expecting, I mean, like I said, I got one kidney. My gallbladder is too big. My liver is too small. Which is really weird considering an Irish-Mexican who I may not drink a lot, but when I do, I can put it away. If, you know, game night with my sisters and we're all drinking, I can keep up very heartily. So, it's kind of funny to me that my liver is technically too small. But all of these things, I'm like, nope, nope, you're good. It's just weird. Such a weird thing. Uh, (laughs) Again, my health defies medical science. That's why, you know, they always say you're you're practicing medicine because it's such a weird thing. So, oh man, <laughs> I know, long bit today. Just so much going, my brain just going on and on and on. <laughs> but I'm going to take a quick promo break and I will be right back with the news with all the gaming sites full of editorials and fluff pieces it can be hard to stay up to date on the news from the gaming industry the sometimes geek podcast is a quick and easy listen each week that covers the major headlines and the occasional review with thoughts from an everyday gamer you can find us at sometimes or on itunes google play spotify and wherever you get your podcasts Greetings and salutations, this is Fuzzy Dan from Who Spiked the Puns. Each week, with the help of some of my special friends from around the internet, we'll be mashing together two disparate movies to make something unexpectedly awesome. This is the podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously, because everybody knows fat
1: puns don't fly. Find me now on whospikethepuns.com or on a podcatcher near you. This is Stefan Cocking, producer of the Mole Man Show, and for some reason, you are listening to this boner taming goblin farmer I mean Adam Higgins on the Surprise MotherFucker Network.
0: Bullshit from the base. First up, woman asks delivery driver to kill a spider. A woman in the UK was so terrified of a spider on her wall that she actually called to order from a food delivery service in order to have the driver kill it for her. Fortunately for her, the driver wasn't also afraid of spiders and was able to capture the spider and flush it down the toilet. Wow. I, what I find funny is not that she did it. What I find funny is I could absolutely see my wife doing this. <laughs> If it weren't for the fact that I've got boys, and, well, I can't even say that. My boys are afraid of spiders, too. But my wife is absolutely horrified and terrified of spiders, and I will... I could... The picture I have in the show notes is just a tarantula that I've used several times. It's on the it's on the show artwork for the episode. It's a big-ass tarantula, full spread. If I just posted that for her in her Facebook feed... She would be blowing up my phone, texting me, telling me to take it down, take it down, take it down, take it down. <laughs> I did that once with a picture of Pennywise the clown and she, yeah, she got really mad at me. But I can't totally fault her. Not because it was like, Oh my God, it's a spider. And it wasn't even a huge spider, but it wasn't, you know, big tarantula or something like I posted, but it was, but I understand that. Like arachnophobia, especially really cripples people. And I knew a guy who could, who couldn't stand looking at a spider that I couldn't even tell was a spider. I thought it was just dust blowing around on the floor. No, it's a spider. Freak the hell out, almost crying. So I understand this. And she said she has like trouble sleeping because she's afraid of the spiders that might be around when she's asleep. She's afraid to fall asleep. So A, she needs therapy. B, you know what? At least she was being in, in, you know... She she was a little... Was it, used some ingenuity to dispatch her spider problem. But what was funny was that she actually... When she called the service... Because it was like... I think she ordered KFC or something. Kind of like, I guess, a UK version of... If you know Uber Eats. Where you make a food order at like McDonald's or whatever. And they go pick it up for you. Basically the same thing. Just a different company. And so she called him and said... "Hey." I have a spider. I, I do you think if I order some food the delivery driver can kill the spider for me? And they were like, "We can put it in the notes, but we can't guarantee that the driver isn't going to be afraid of spiders too and we don't we can't guarantee they're going to be able to help you." And they were like, "Whatever, at least it's worth a shot." But the guy that showed up was was not afraid of spiders and was willing to help her and, you know, again, caught the spider and flushed it down the toilet. Kind of funny thing, while I was writing this up in the show notes, my son was looking over my shoulder because he's nosy as shit and saw that they flushed the spider down the toilet. He's like, why didn't they just stomp it? I, like, I don't know. I Don't ask me these things. Maybe they didn't want spider guts on the wall or the floor. I don't know, but they caught the spider and flushed it. <laughs> but anyway, moving right along. Speaking of dead spider... I told you, everything tangentially gets to death today. Artist gets buried alive for three days to protest violence. A 73-year-old Australian performance artist recently spent three days buried under one of the busiest roads in Tasmania to protest 20th century totalitarian violence in all its forms. Quote, The stunt was done as part of the Tasmanian Dark Mofo Festival, I'm assuming that it's the standard definition of mofo, and consisted of burying the man inside of a steel box underneath the road with no food for three days while they placed the pavement back over the surface of the road to allow traffic to continue flowing for three days. So this wasn't like a David Blaine, I'm going to be suspended in a block of ice over Times Square for a week kind of crap. This was, I'm going to be buried under the road, and oh yeah, the road still has to be functional. I was part of the agreement with the Tasmanian uh, authorities and the government and all that stuff was like, okay, we'll let you do this thing. But they basically told the organizers, you were responsible for cutting open the road doing what you need to do, and you need to close up the road so that it is still functional while this guy is under there for three days. We can't have the road closed for three days because you dug a hole. So they did. And what kind of sucks was, as this event has taken this guy probably 10 years to do, he's been trying to do it for years, and there's just been setback after setback over safety concerns because the guy is burying himself under a road. And so when... You know, it was like, hey, we're doing this thing. They got somebody to build the box for him. And the guy who found out what it was for, and he said, uh, hell no, and backed out. So the event organizers had to build the box. They had to do all the safety tests and equipment. You know, they had to make sure he was getting air because he did have, they did have to make sure there was, you know, air ventilation and all those sort of things for him. And he apparently was sitting and reading. He had some, like a water bottle or something like that. But he was reading and, and meditating, doing all this like, you know, this is kind of a mild cop out. You know, I granted if he were sitting there just blank for three days with no stimulation or anything, I I get it. He would probably go kind of batty. But you know, it's it's almost a cheap out cheap kind of a cop out. Like, oh he's sitting there reading. He's sitting there reading and meditating and probably doing a lot of sleeping for three days just buried under the road. But you know, again, to kind of protest, and I assume it's kind of a buried alive and, and representative of, you know, people that have died under military conflict, things like that. Uh, and especially, I think the article mentions that in Tasmania, there's the Tasmanian, I think they call it the black war and I don't have it in front of me. I'm sorry. Where they had, um, well, let me see. I'll look it up right now. Um basically it was the extermination of the indigenous people in Tasmania. Um let's see the, yeah, the Black War in the 19th century, where the British settlers, basically the white Australians who came the white the British, you know, that populated Australia and Tasmania in that area, um and basically killed off the native Tasmanians. And so they were like, that's probably, that's probably had a lot of, to do with why Tasmania agreed to let him do this, because Germany said, hell no. But it's a it's crazy sort of thing. It's like buried alive. And I'm not one for performance art. And I'm not one for people who do these endurance performance art. Again, David Blaine. David Blaine shouldn't be called a, 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 a musician. He's not a musician, he's a he's a illusionist. But you know his big tricks are I'm gonna like Chris Rock said I'm gonna sit in a box and not eat, you know they, that's what it is like I'm gonna be sitting hovering in a box in a in a block of ice for for four days you know it's just endurance it's not a magic trick so things like that <laughs> I, I don't get those sort of things it's just not me I don't understand performance art <laughs> what can I say well I guess I said it. I don't understand performance art. (laughs) But going from buried alive to buried in a Beamer, Nigerian man buried inside $90,000 BMW. Uh, Recently, photos of a funeral went viral when a Nigerian man buried his father in a brand new BMW X5 valued at about $90,000. A lot of people online are quite upset that he would spend so much money on a luxury car just to bury his dad in it, rather than maybe use that money to help improve the lives of the people in the surrounding area. And yeah, that's kind of a fair point. Uh, dude, If even if he had to go into crippling debt or whatever he did, dude, that money could you live there. Or even if, if you are rich and you can't afford the $90,000 BMW to bury your dad, really, he's dead. What is the point of putting your dad in a car? You know, it's not like, you know, I could see when Sam Raimi dies, I bet he's going to be buried in his old car that he puts in every single movie. You know, it was an evil Dead. It was an old, you know, that car. If you know a Sam Raimi movie, his car makes an appearance in every movie. It's like you know, Pop, was it Papa John's GTO or whatever the fuck he has on the stupid commercials. You know, it's I get that. It's like an iconic thing. You're like, oh, I've had this car my whole life. You know, and, and uh, they bury you in the car. Fine. Al Bundy getting buried in his Dodge, if you can, you know, recall that reference. But this guy bought a brand new SUV just to stick his dad in it. That's wasteful. You really should be more considerate of the fact that you live in Nigeria, mostly you know near the jungle, you could be helping people with that money, not being kind of a selfish dick. I understand you want to send your dad out in style, but that's a waste of damn money. Straight up. Waste of money. I side with the people that say you could have done something better. Getting further away from death and more into The tangentially connected ambulance crashes while responding to a crash. An ambulance in Sacramento crashed into another vehicle while responding to another two-car crash. Strangely, the victims of the original crash were uninjured, but the passengers of the vehicle in the ambulance crash had to be taken to the hospital for pain. Big air quotes here. Pain. You're going to the hospital for Oh, my God, I'm going to sue the shit out of the ambulance drivers. <laughs> this is a city ambulance. I'm suing the city and the state and, the, and everybody else that I could possibly consider. I'm suing the dispatcher. That That's why they went to the hospital. So, yeah, apparently the ambulance hit somebody. And I, you know, I'm not even going to fault the ambulance on this. Why? They have big fucking flashing lights that tell you, get the fuck out of my way. I'm an ambulance. Get out the way. Uh, to, To quote the song, Move, bitch. Get out the way. I'm a motherfucking ambulance. Okay, that's not how the song goes. But that's basically what the big flashy lights and sirens on top of an ambulance mean. I'm coming through. Get out of the way. Get out of the intersection. Wherever the hell you are, there's an emergency vehicle coming. Move. They didn't move. They got hit. Ambulance couldn't go take care of the other people that were already in a car crash. Fortunately for them... They were okay. What's really funny is I, I don't have the picture up of the ambulance crash, but if you check, click the link in the show notes of the ambulance crash. The ambulance crashed outside of a hospital. Oh <laughs> well, man, uh, that, that's convenient. I imagine the people that were hit could just walk to the hospital right there. But I just uh, you see, it's right on the corner. You know that those signature signs, hospital here, sort of things. And it's like, wow, they crashed in front of the ambulance, crashed in front of a hospital. How I don't, is that ironic, coincidental? Funny, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, move out of the way. That's it. Emergency vehicles coming. Move. All right. Now, this came to me courtesy of Chris the Mole Man. It's time for the Jackass of the Week. Couple having sex delays Oklahoma traffic. Oklahoma City police received calls claiming there was a man with his pants down laying on top of a woman under a tree right off of the highway. When officers arrived on site, the couple were still going at it and only stopped when they noticed the police walking up. They were both booked for public drunkenness and indecent exposure. So, the twist in this, the woman, this was her second arrest for basically the same thing as the article describes this particular display of affection. Now, I've got their mugshots in the show notes. com slash ODO110, one word you will see their mugshots i'm not going to say this dude ain't good looking yeah i am um th- this guy reminds me of i forget the name of that fish <laughs> there's that fish that looks like a human face he looks like that <laughs> and really what these the this pic the pictures look to me and the situation looks to me like they're homeless it really does or She's a prostitute. And I don't say she's a prostitute because he's not a good-looking guy and they were having sex under a tree by the highway. I say because this is her second arrest for sex in public and they were having sex under a tree next to a highway. So all those things kind of scream out to me, she's a prostitute and they're not catching her for prostitution. They're catching her for sex in public because they can't prove any transaction or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. But this those little details, like, why are you having sex in public? You're, like, out in the open, under a tree next to the highway in Oklahoma City, with all the people, like, rubbernecking. That was what got everybody's attention was basically, it was slowing down traffic because everybody could see it. It was was like 5.30 in the afternoon. This was during rush hour traffic. They're having sex on the side of the highway. And, yeah. Totally see that. Just like, oh my god, do you see that over there? And everyone's rubbernecking. And they're blocking traffic. You're holding up traffic with your nobody-wants-to-see-that sex act. So, bleh. Stop it. <laughs> but... Yeah, just don't. you. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm going to take one more quick break. I got some promos for you, and I will be right back.
1: Want to know the story behind Potter and Family? Potter and Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters. The podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown movie and TV review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, the One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or off in the weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag PotternFamily Family on Twitter. It's Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, the podcast that features two types of episodes which alternate. The Sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature, but in the Power Cut ones, I share honest insights into my life living off the power grid in rural New Zealand. If you'd like to check it out, it can be found where good podcasts can be downloaded, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SunPowerPod. Until then, be empowered by nature. <laughs>
0: So this week, I don't really have a recommended listening, and it's not because, well, in part because I really didn't know what to pick. And there's a couple other, there's a couple shows that I've started listening to, but I'm not going to go through full blow recommendation. And some that were like, it's on a break right now, so I don't like recommending shows while they're on like between seasons, things like that. I, I mentioned the the dirty bits previously, kind of. That's the situation there. Well. But I did decide that since I'm not going to do a recommended listening feature this week, I did want to mention the results of the poll that I I posted up last week that I mentioned in the show. It was just kind of asking, what's your favorite part of the show because I'm generally curious about those things and I'm kind of a glutton for punishment, what can I say? And it kind of surprised me. I was I was I really didn't know what to expect from the results. And it was kind of funny because whenever I, I hear people talk about the show, a lot of what, I guess a particular segment of people, I guess, um, a lot of them just say how much they love the news. And the, all the weird news, and they especially love the jackass of the week, and they always kind of, the, that one's their favorite part. And it probably just because of me being a snarky asshole. I don't know. But I always get that that's such you know, a popular segment of the show. But I was surprised to find, let me bring it up here, so for just the news in general, it's 27% of people said their favorite part of it is just the news. And of course, the Jackass of the Week is kind of a segment of the news, but I get 20% of people said it's the Jackass of the Week. But 33%, basically a third of people, and of 49 votes, I can't do that math right now, but 33% of people that voted said it's the stories and the rants and ramblings and all the crap that I do at the beginning of the show and that's kind of funny to me i guess because that's the show has it started that's that was the that's that segment is the genesis of the show that's where it was it was me rambling and ranting and whatever and it's kind of interesting for me in part because never mind that i had a lot of of breaks in production and things like that and missed weeks and maybe months at a time early on. But when I made the jump from just my random crap to the news, I saw a significant drop in listeners and seeing this poll now, I really think maybe I should do away with the news. And obviously there's a a substantial portion of people who do enjoy that side of the show. But it's kind of like I've mentioned before. My wife is sort of my sounding board for things. And my wife tunes out at the news. Straight up, she's like, yeah, I listened to the first segment of the show. And as soon as that's over, I cut it out. She doesn't care for the rest of the show. And I realized there's probably, because my show is so disjointed, because it does have all of those sort of elements to it, the news for me, it's becoming more and more of a chore. It's the one part of the show that I have to work at. And granted, you know, it's not a bad thing that I have to work at it, but it is the one part of the show that I do have to put in the most work when for the most part, the rest of the show is me talking about things. It's me telling stories or rambling and, And the the whole point of me having the news segment in there was it, it stemmed from in the early days of the show when I didn't have anything to talk about. And so I started pulling news stories to talk about. And it became a news and me rambling about stuff from the news. That was basically the show for a good chunk of time while I was kind of shaping things around. And and I started reintroducing more of my own stories and things like I originally had done and of course, then I started doing recommended listening because I just like sharing podcasts. And even though that segment, the recommended listening segment only rated 20%, which is on, which matched up with the jackass of the week segment. And it's sort of become, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give up my recommended listening segment because it's one of my big things. I love supporting other podcasts. And it's a big part of who I am. I love supporting the indie podcast community. I love sharing the things that I love. And as much as I love, like, the, the, the snarkiness and the making fun of the news stuff, I think I may just, uh, cut the news out. I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of thinking about it. And it's something I've been thinking about for a while. And in part because it's a lot of work and it find and i find it difficult at times to find stories that like this week in particular this was was kind of a tough week to find stories for and i didn't until chris sent me that story for the jackass of the week about the the couple on the highway i didn't have one and i was just going to kind of skip it and i was actually almost to the point of just skipping the whole news segment because i kind of felt like the news was pretty weak and it's it's a it's a tough se- segment to do and as much as it's the one segment of the show where i can stretch my my voice as such and i i basically get to turn on announcer voice and read the news and do the headlines and some guy was being a dumb shit on the highway news at 10 i get to do that but <laughs> it's kind of funny it's it's it is not that I don't enjoy it, but I'm really thinking maybe it's time to let the news go. I've been doing that segment for a year and a half, almost 2 years now. And I'm thinking maybe I should get rid of it. I don't know. Guess what? I'm going to do another poll. Why? Because I think it's worth it. I think it's worth posting up. I think it's worth sh- I want it to come from you, listeners. I want you to tell me what I should do with the news. I already know what my wife's vote is. She said, get rid of it. Fuck it. Get rid of the news. She's perfectly content with listening to me ramble for 30 minutes like I did today and like I'm doing now. <laughs> this This is the part, and I feel like maybe this is the direction the show needs to grow back into. As much as I love the news, as much as I love making fun of stuff, <laughs> maybe I need to lean more into I shake my head and maybe have that sort of bit, and maybe I'll keep the jackass of the week. I'll just have one story I pull, Then I'll just because doing a whole news segment, especially the way I did it, some of it gets kind of haterade, you know. <laughs> but I think I'll I'll keep the jackass of the week. I think I will, even though it rated lower. But it's part of the news. I think it's just a this is a thing, and I, I I like to keep that. And so I think what I'm going to do going forward I'm going to cut back on the news. I'm going to cut the news back. I'm going to talk more. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure half of you're like fuck no run run run. Um but I <laughs> I think I'm going to I'm going to be me more. And I'm going to yeah, I think that's going to be it. The show's maybe getting shorter. Because, I mean, I feel like a lot of the time I was just doing the news to do the news. And I feel like it's it's kind of not worth it for me putting that work into the show when I could be doing things. I could, I could be more of myself, I guess. Even though, like, the snark of it is absolutely, it's all me. You know, the commentary of the news is all me. But reading the news, like, I don't care about some guy being stupid. It's like it's funny, and the shit I read, you know. But it's, eh. I do it for entertainment. I looked, I looked to the news, and all the weird stuff, as something to do for the sake of comedy, and to make fun of stuff. And I realized, I I just do that on my own. I, I crack jokes and, and things anyway. So tell me what you think. I'm going to I need to make a poll. I think I need to come up with a way, make the poll on the website, probably put it up at the top of the page. It may not be up there immediately, but check back. I'll probably gonna I'm gonna give it a couple of weeks, really. Um let it work its way out. I'll, I'll probably come back from I'll keep doing the news for a few weeks. I've still got a few weeks until I go on vacation reminder guys um, coming up in July is my regular vacation but that aside I do have a a few weeks and I'm going to keep going for a bit but I want to hear what you have to say let me know Uh, drop me an email show at odddatoutpodcast.com hit me up on Facebook and Twitter I'm going to post uh, poll up on twitter again i'm going to post it up in the facebook page not just the group cuz i think i put it in the group last time i'm going to put it on the facebook page this time at facebook.com/odddeadout um yeah i'm going to th- i'm going to throw the polls up there I'll, I'll put one up on the website i'll put them bring them all together for you and i'm going to see if you really want the news if you really want me to keep doing the news let me know but I'm really kind of leaning towards retiring the main news segment and just going into a just a jackass of the week. Just one schmuck that deserves some recognition. <laughs> and the rest will be more of my ramblings, personally. And maybe I'll, do, I'll split off the news into another show. Maybe I'll just do that. I'll kind of assume Mike Jollett's old show and I'll, I'll just do all the news stuff Separately, Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, I, I, if I've got the time, <laughs> you know, that's a whole other thing. If I've got the time, maybe I'll do another news show. But it, all of that aside, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, for tuning in and putting up with my crap and all of my extra long ramblings this week. Remember, like I didn't just say it all. Hit me up, drop me a message, tell me what you think, show at odddeadoutpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at out. subscribe, rate, review, do all the things, odddeadoutpodcast.com. and until next week, I'm Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out, thank you, and good night.